You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Adam Robinson. And Adam is the co-founder and CEO of GetEmails.com, which is the world's first ever email-based retargeting software. We're going to talk about that today. It's pretty cool. Really interesting. You know, he recently moved from New York City to Austin. He's now in Aspen because he's an avid skier. So welcome to the show, Adam. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you very much. Thank you. So we were talking a little bit about skiing. You've really kind of picked up the bug, it sounds like. I mean, you're spending your winters in Aspen and you've got a remote team. Talk to us. Give us a quick intro to that. Well, the short story is I worked in a tall glass building at this investment bank called Lehman Brothers for 10 years. The financial crisis happened in 2008. I lost everything. And my roommates started Vimeo in the apartment that I lived in. So I had this bug to start a tech company. Somehow got into the email marketing space. We had bunch of employees in office in Manhattan. And then one day we decided we should try to do this remote because I had this like dream of being able to do things like live in Aspen and ski every day. And we tried it and lo and behold, it worked. And that was like three years ago. So yeah, that's how (laughs) we're sitting here talking from Aspen. It's pretty amazing that these tech companies afford the lifestyle. You know, it's just inconceivable 10 years ago to me that I would be able to live like this. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I, you know, I do a lot of coaching and consulting and I have some info products and I've been working from home now for seven years, the past seven years. And, you know, I have a remote team, you know, I have people in other countries, I have people in other areas of the United States. You know, we talk almost every day or every other day and it, it's amazing. I mean, it really is. I mean, I came from, you know, more of that inside group where we had a base of salespeople and, and sure. you know, an administrative and all that. And, and it was fun. And I mean, there's a lot of a lot of cool advantages to that, but let me tell you, I wouldn't trade what I have now for the world. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's the, the remote debate is a fascinating one. I think in certain cases, you need an office. You know, If you're really going for it, the next whatever, Google, Facebook, Uber, I mean, that's not a remote team, but there's a bunch of space in between where it just makes people's lives incredible. You're achieving retirement level goals and advancing professionally at the same time. I just think it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm sure the commercial real estate industry doesn't agree with us or thinks it's bullshit, <laughs> but, <laughs> but to the victor goes the spoil. So listen, guys, today, just a, a little bit of teaser here. We're going to talk about some really interesting case studies that Adam has. And one of them in particular just, you know, just drew me in. And I thought that this would make a great topic for the interview. And it's, it's how to get up to 66% open rates on your email. Right. So this is part of what he does. This is a big part of what he does in the value proposition of getemails.com. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, I know you talked a little bit about how you went from, you know, the investment side, you know, from the financial services side. But tell me, what was the impetus for this whole email thing? I mean, how the hell did you go from financial into email marketing? I mean, it just seems like a big stretch. 
Oh my goodness. This is a long story, but I'm going to keep it really short. <laughs> Perfect. So when you leave finance and you've done well, you have this false confidence that you can just like do anything. And the advantage of that is that it's not difficult to get started. The disadvantage of it is that I think a lot of people would agree with me. You end up just wasting a ton of time and money because you don't know what you're doing. So my plan was to, this was very stupid, be this guy who had like five or six big investments and was sort of sitting at the top of them all and like other people were managing all this stuff. Horrible idea. It didn't work. Lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> but like one of the things that I was working on, uh, horrible this idea. Mar- yeah, this Roby email marketing thing, it, it somehow worked. And the reason that it worked is because a guy literally told me what to do. He was like, I see. So my brother was using this product. They shut it down. It did email marketing customer reviews. Our idea was the guy had raised 25 million bucks. We were like, we're just going to copy that product, build it for cheap and try to find his customers because he spent a ton of money on it. So that guy, the CEO, he saw a YouTube video I made and he's like, hey man, come and talk to me. If you try to do what you're going to try to do, it won't work, but I'll show you a way to get a cash flow positive business for sh- like 100%. And he wasn't a coach, he wasn't anybody. He's just bitter that his VCs had shut him down. So go to Boston and the guy's like, I'm not going to tell you too much. There's an email marketing company down the road that's leaving a ton of customer information all over the internet and they don't know they're doing it. And what these guys were doing was they were creating a community page for all of their customers and it had an unencrypted six-digit number in it. If you scaled that number by one, it was a dead page. If you scale it by two, it was the next guy. And it was first name, last name, business name, zip code of paying customers. So we just like this little crawler. (laughs) And over the next three months, we got like 250,000 paying customers of this company and, you know, sent the spreadsheet overseas and they would give us back phone numbers. And then like, you know, desk by desk, fast forward a year and a half, I had 39 cold callers in my apartment, like just smiling and dialing, like get you 50% more opens for half the price. And that was the first business I started, Robley. The problem with that is the company that we were poaching from, who I can't really say their name because we have a settlement, their product was not the market leading product in their customer base. You wouldn't say it was like a great customer base to build for. They were like baby boomer, brick and mortar, non-e-commerce. They weren't making money off their emails, like didn't appreciate features. So, you know, I was just looking, the business, that was a great value prop for that channel, but the product was not, it could not compete against MailChimp. I mean, this incredible brand is totally free. People don't know it's free until... And, you know, a couple of people have gone really slim verticals in the email marketing space around the same time I was doing it. They've done really well. Clavio for Shopify, ConvertKit for bloggers. I just couldn't figure out how to do it. So this eventually was a way, this was what I thought was going to be the differentiating feature to grow that business, this identity product. And it ended up being so good when we sold it to our customers. We're like, this is actually not a good product if people have to switch ESPs to use it but it's an amazing product if we hook it into all the ESPs and let anybody use it. Because we were finding people were literally signing up for Robly, not using Robly, and using Robly ID. Can you imagine that? <laughs> like our plan was like, switch your email marketing over. They're like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. But I'll pay for email marketing just to get this other product. Was, yeah, was, so smart. So you took all yeah. the friction out of it and you said, listen, we'll just oh, offer this service yeah, exactly. and like, integrate like, with everybody else. Just had the epiphany that like, this is actually not a great product. It has the potential to be a great product. Like one, one like you read about, if it sits just on its own in the middle and hooks up to everything, it's not good if we make people use our email marketing tool. Got it. Perfect. All right. So listen, let me ask you a couple of questions and then we're going to dive right into the case studies and kind of how you, how this solution, how this email targeting product is being used. So before we dive into that, let me ask you this question. If you could pick any business superpower, 
like, you know, something that you wish you had, you wish you could do, some superpower in business, what would it be? If you could only pick one, what would it be? I think I'm okay at this, but I would just be the best marketer in the world. So you'd focus really on marketing. Yeah, just like driving traffic and funnels and, you know. Being- Who's an example of somebody that you think is really good at that, that you would say, man, I wish I could do it as good as him or her? So I think, I, th- I don't think there's anybody better than Russell Brunson in the small business category. I think this, in like mid-market, I think this guy, Dave Cancel, Drift, is just- Oh, yeah. Dave's been on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Benioff in Enterprise. Those are my Love three. It. Awesome. No, that's great. That's, those are great examples too. Thank you for that. All right, cool. So let's dive into these case studies. You're going to tell us, I mean, there's a few and we're going to get into as many as we can in the time allotted here. But the first one was really compelling because you have a client that you're working with, with this getemails.com solution, this email identity type solution and targeting solution. And he was able to get 66% open rates where previously I think he was only getting like maybe 13% or something like that. Like he literally like 4X'd his results. That sounds crazy. Tell us about that. Right. So the guy, his name's Mitch Harper. He's a big InfoProx guy. He founded Big Commerce and now he's exclusively in the InfoProx space. And I had stumbled across his stuff and just immediately ascended to his highest point. I hired him as a coach. He worked with me for the last, you know, a couple of years, like trying to figure out how to grow Robly, basically tried a bunch of stuff, didn't work. And then this one finally hit. And a couple of weeks ago, I was like, Mitch, will you throw a code on your site? I need some case studies for the info product space because I really think it's going to work for these guys. I have a couple other lines in with like digitalmarketer.com and you know some other guys, but I just felt like they weren't giving it the appropriate attention. I was just like, put the code on your site and send these contacts to an existing warm-up series that you have. And let's just look at it a couple months from now and see what the results are. So after a week, he writes me back and he says, I really think this is going to work unbelievably well. I've got a 66% open rate from your contacts and my opt-in open rate is 13%, which, you know, to be determined, he hadn't sent them anything that they could buy yet. But for, you know, an email a day, 66% open rates, it's just, I mean, that's unbelievable, you know? Yeah, that's insane. You know, I, we kind of put the cart before the horse a little bit. Tell yeah. people exactly how it works. Because, you know, we were a little bit broad here with right. this whole email-based <laughs> retargeting. So now yeah. let's dive into that. You know, he, this is the results he got, and this is a perfect case study on how it could work or whether you're a coach or maybe you're in e-commerce or maybe you're selling an info product or something like that. Tell us exactly how it works because you mentioned adding a snippet. Give right. us a quick review of how exactly this happens. So the product has a clever name. It's called Get Emails. And what it does is it gets you emails. Wow. <laughs> Straightforward. Yeah. So in how it does that is you put our snippet on your site and it can identify up to 35% of your anonymous US traffic. That's an important point because it's only legal here. And we send you full customer records, meaning email, first name, last name, postal record, the landing page that they were on. And we also send you like a date of an original opt-in because our database is basically like third-party opt-ins. And you know, it's too long of a story to explain how we connect all this stuff up and make it work, but you can go to our website, and there's a link to a podcast and there's a how it works five minute episode tells you exactly how the whole thing works. Really cool technology. We're basically re-identifying de-identified people. So the beauty of it is it's like 80% cheaper than acquiring an opt-in lead from Facebook and the engagement we've seen to be the same or better. Think about that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. So 
So these people have already opted in to receive third-party emails. So they're, exactly. it's totally can spam and legal and all that jazz, yeah. right? So people don't have to worry about the legality California as it. well, it's CCPA compliant too. Everybody asked after you say, okay, fine, it's can spam compliant. What about California? I thought that was like GDPR. It is like GDPR, except that it's not opt-in. They say nothing about opt-in. It's like GDPR in all the other ways, except for that one way, which makes get emails totally legal and compliant. Gotcha. Okay. So, so they put a snippet on the site and then when the traffic, when the people hit that website, it cross-references with your database. And then at that point sends them a record, opts them into whoever their ESP is, right? Whoever yep. their email service sends provider straight is. Straight to their email service provider. Right. And then from there, they can then start sending out welcome emails or some sort of a sequence totally. or autoresponder or exactly. some sort of cadence or some sort of offer or whatever, right? And usually whatever they're already doing works perfectly. If you want to make even the slightest change instead of a standard welcome to our list, you can just say, thanks for coming by the site. And it works beautifully. Complaints right. are, so long as you send it immediately, complaints are low, engagement's high. You know, if someone's on your website yesterday, they, they care in most cases. Yeah. And I would imagine that timeliness is really important, right? You don't want to oh, wait gosh. a week or two or three to start that series. You literally want to send it to them that day or the now. next day because now it's top of mind, right? I mean, we're surfing totally. sites and people are hitting hundreds of different sites in a day. And sometimes they remember, sometimes they don't. But I can imagine they get pretty pissed if they think that you're just randomly hitting them with some sort of an offer, right? Exactly. I mean, I think- Well, it's interesting that you say, we didn't even talk about this before, but the only instances of complaints that we have seen are people that wait to send to the list. They'll wait a week or two to get all the context and they'll just blast them. And you know, it's like you said, it's not top of mind anymore, right? So people are irritated by that. They're not irritated, the data tells us, by immediately getting an email from a website that they've just been on. I mean, I think people are just so comfortable with retargeting in general that that's no longer an infuriating event. It may have been back in the day. It's just like not. And not only that, but in your welcome email, you can easily just put a link there where they can unsubscribe and not get any other emails, right? I mean, anybody mm -hmm. who's pissed off, just make it easy for them. I mean, that, yeah. that would be the smart thing for me. I mean, I would just make it easy for them to get out because I really don't want them on my list if they're going to be one of those people that's going to, you know, get, always get frustrated or pissed off or tell people about it or write some negative review on the website. Hey, this guy's spamming me. I don't want that. I don't need that. Nobody needs that. For sure. So simple to get those, filter those people out really quickly. Okay, cool. Let's talk about that e-commerce example. You had a really cool e-commerce example case study where you've been using this. Talk about that a little bit. Sure. Frida Rothman Luxury Jewelers. They're a jewelry outfit out of Brooklyn. These guys are going to love you. They're all getting free PR yeah. right now. I love it. <laughs> so these guys got 10 times ROI into Black Friday. They started collecting emails few weeks before, they did three concurrent lead gen experiments. We were one of them. One was Facebook, one was Insta, and one was Get Emails. Their cost per lead from the other two sources were an average of $1.42. They were getting emails for 25 cents from us. None of the other sources converted, and they got 10x ROI on our emails. Well, and that was, a black, that was black Friday, and that was a- That, that was, was a black Friday. So that's not going to, I mean, people do crazy stuff on Black Friday. Sure. You probably can't anticipate 10 times ROI in two weeks. Right. That Black Friday event pulled the urgency up. Of course. But there's several other e-commerce brands that are basically like, you know, 2x through 30 days and now they own the record forever, right? So there's massive LTV in the back end. Can't really calculate it yet, but yeah, that's more along the lines of what I think you should you could I would be comfortable telling somebody to expect, right? You know, 
one to two X ROI in 30 days, you own the record forever. And there's like another three X in the back end or something. Yeah. And I mean, what's really cool about this, let's think about it just from a math perspective, right? So let's say you're paying 25 cents a record. I think that's around in, in and around the ballpark right. where you it charge down right? with volume. Yeah. So let's say it's 25 cents a record. Mm -hmm. If you get 10,000 records, right? That's mm -hmm. 2,500 bucks, right? That's what your total investment out of that 10,000 records. If you're selling, let's say you're selling, a, you know, you're selling an info product. We're just going to go info product, right? You're, and it's $500 product, right? Let's just do the math and see if it works, right? What sort of conversions do you need? You don't need a lot of conversions. You right, need exactly. five sales to break exactly. even, five sales to break even. And then out anything of 10,000, out of 10,000, right? So that's a, just that's like, yeah. it's such a minuscule percentage. If the people that are visiting your site are that bad, you have a really high bounce rate and somehow they're getting to your site because they're, and they're not really interested in what you're doing. That would be just a horrible ratio if that's all you got. So I could definitely see info marketers. I could definitely see obviously e-commerce people. And then you had a third one. I think you had, you know, we talked about the coach, which obviously that could be even bigger because that's usually a recurring, yeah. right? Now right. the other one was a publisher. Talk to me about that for a minute. So Prophecy Newswatch is a conservative publication and I talked to him in detail about his business actually. He drives 80% of his traffic through ads to his site. So it's pretty targeted. But these results are absolutely unbelievable regardless of however he gets them. So I wanted to share them. Big traffic site. His first 60 days, we gave him 45,000 customer records. Of those 45,000, so by the way, what this guy's looking for is active clickers. He wants to increase his active clicker universe because he's driving people to his website and they're clicking around and he's serving them ads and serving them ads for e-commerce products that he owns. So 45,000 emails, 20,000 active openers after 60 days, which is like a 45%. It's not 45% of every email he sends, but it's a 45% of the universe is opening, right? Right. And he defines that by some, I don't know, open within 30 days. 11,000 were active clickers. So they've clicked in the past 30 days. That's 25% of the records we're giving to him. So and he wasn't even sending a, a welcome email. He just puts them in his daily newsletter, sends it out, and then they click back through back to his website and then go on to get served ads and convert to whatever purchases. So the beauty of what the deal that he's got with us is he was getting subscribers for a dollar from social. So we're such high volume. We're selling records for 20 cents. And if 25% are becoming active clickers, we're giving him active clickers for 80 cents and he's paying a dollar for just a subscriber away that hasn't taken any action. So 20% cost reduction gets him this active clicker. You know, it's just like, it's like five, 10 times better than getting a subscriber. Yeah. At least social, because what right? you have to understand everybody is that every subscriber that's, that comes through, comes to your email list doesn't open your emails. They sometimes right. they don't even open your first email, right? right. Let alone your 10th email or and, your 20th email. It's one thing getting them to open and getting them to click and like click around your site and be an active clicker. That's like the holy grail, you know? So giving somebody clickers for less than their subscribers away, is just, it's crazy. You know, it's transformational to the business. Yeah. Because statistically, when you look at email marketing, if you look at it as a whole, you know, the most numbers of people that, you know, that if you look at open rates is typically somewhere between 10 and 20%, depending on the industry. And, and click-through rates are, you know, maybe a half a percent. If you're really killing it, maybe 2%, right? Open rates. And so what, you know, what Adam's talking about here as far as getting people to actually click on the email is, is extremely difficult. But with a solution like this, obviously, it can be very cost-effective to get new emails, particularly those ones that you would have never gotten, those people that come to your site, 
and just for whatever reason, they didn't hit the right content. They didn't hit the right landing page. They didn't hit the right offer. And now you've captured them and have an opportunity to you know, at least nurture them, develop the relationship with them, maybe connect them on your social, maybe even they buy a product. Who knows where it goes from there? All right, cool. So I really love this idea. We've already determined, obviously, it's completely legal. Everything's good there. So here's a question for you. And this is one, something that I thought about when I first heard about this. And this is maybe as you do your SWOT analysis here of everything with your business, is that, you know, GDPR has is, is become a big thing in Europe and in other countries. Canada has talks of things like that. California. How do you think that's going to impact if the United States takes that same sort of philosophy or strategy or policy? How do you think that's going to impact your business? How, how do you feel about that? Well, the CAN-SPAM law was reviewed in February of 2019. They said it was fine. The way that this regulation is happening state by state now, as we said before, like it had, right, as of right now, it has nothing to do with opt-in. It's all about privacy policies, disclosure, allowing customers to see what data is being collected and delete that data, but no one's saying anything about opt-in. If that changes, I mean, that's obviously going to kill our business, but as a customer of our business, it doesn't really matter to you because you just pay by the month anyway. If they make it illegal, you keep all the records that you had and you just can't collect them going forward. I mean, I got to figure out something else to do, but like. <laughs> yeah, and I'm talking to you as a business. Not, I'm, ta I'm yeah, talking yeah, to you as no, a business. It's, it's, so there's goods and bads to that, right? Like a bad is that that makes it kind of a gray area, right? Like I'm probably not going to be able to raise capital at hundreds of millions of dollars. However, the good side of that is it's keeping talented entrepreneurs out of the space, right? Because, you know, a lot of guys, when they assess an opportunity, it's like, I want to be able to sell this thing for a billion dollars someday. And it's, it's less competitive as a result of that. Like Google's never going to come in and do it, right? Like, you know, so yeah. that's, that's, I think, the two sides of the coin. Yeah. Like one is I'm assuming risk that it could go away. But with our attorneys, like I'm comfortable it's not going to, it just doesn't seem like that's the way it's going. Yeah. I could be wrong. You know yeah. I mean? And not only that, what you're doing is you're building revenue, you're building cash flow, you're developing a client database. And at this point, you can start having conversations with that, that database, with those customers, start developing exactly. other services, other Served products in, other in and around that's, it that's so goal. that you diversify that risk a little bit. I mean, I think that's what a smart guy like you would do, right? I mean, ultimately, totally. you're not going to put all your eggs in one basket, right? No. You're an and, investment and guy. An, you know, you came from the other, investment range, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, nobody ever puts all their eggs in one basket. And I own this other ESP too, which is a cash cow. So I think if I, probably if I didn't have that, I might not do this. But this is like something that I really think could grow very fast, very quickly with no outside capital. And, you know, even if they do change the, the, the laws in five or 10 years, I think it could be one of those deals where we just did so well along the way that it was totally worth it. Yeah. You know? Awesome. Perfect. Well, listen, we're going to wrap it up. Is there anything else you want to add, whether it be about those case studies or about some sort of nuance about the service or how this works before we wrap it up? I got a couple more questions that I want to ask you, but anything yeah, about that? All I would say is we tried to make it as easy as possible to buy and get started. It's totally free. Our cheapest paid plan is $19. Getemails.com, go to the website. It's just super simple to set up. And I think it's worth for any of these coaches, e-commerce, whatever. It's just worth trying. Like it's so easy. It doesn't require switching anything. And you can just send them in a welcome series you already have. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you, but it's working for a lot of people. Yeah. And full transparency, guys, before we hit record, I told Adam that there's a very high likelihood that there's a product that I have, an info product that I have, that I've had for a while that I'm probably going to test this out on. So I totally agree with him. I mean, there's very low risk to run a test. And, and if you see an ROI, you see your results and you like what you see, then you ramp it up from there. So 
So here, last two questions before we go. Let's do them rapid fire. Number one is, what's your favorite growth tool or software app, something that you use to grow your business, obviously, besides get emails? You know, this is kind of a weird one because it's not like directly related to growth. That's okay. But intercom because it keeps us in a constant dialogue with our customers yeah no that's it, because like, at this stage it's all growth is all product right like yeah if we can't get somebody through the onboarding phase they're not going to stick and growth is in SaaS is all about them sticking yep love so it. that's that's just it that in full story is this thing where you watch people's sessions yep which is also amazing i mean i'm kind of in a very product mindset right now rather than like I mean, no, I no, that's okay. I love those. I love those. It doesn't but, have yeah. to be marketing or sales oriented right. or conversion I mean, rate optimist. It's one in the same these days. Like yeah. if you don't create a joyful experience for somebody, like they're not going to tell someone, they're first of all, not going to stick and they're not going to tell anybody else about it. So yep, totally agree. And what would be one book that you maybe read and has helped you along your journey or something you think would help or you would recommend to the audience? Oh my gosh, there's just so many of them. So email-based retargeting, you mentioned it at the beginning of the no one we talk to has ever heard of what we're doing. So I think it's a great opportunity to try to create a category and put yourself at the top of the category. And this book, Positioning by Al Rice and Jack Trout was written in the 80s. And it's all about, you know, how to basically pick a really narrow, like define a narrow category and put yourself at the top of it. Because, you know, their thesis is just like most people, when they feel like they're being told something new, will sit there and listen. But if they feel like they've already heard it, they're just not going to listen. So yeah, I highly, I love that one for marketing. It's not, it's very much more strategic than tactical, right? But I think it's a great way to try to think about, you know, being the best in the world at something, right? Seth Godin writes about that stuff too. Purple Caliber. Yeah. Love it. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, Adam, let them know how they can connect with you, learn more about get emails, and then we're going to wrap it up for today. Sure. You can email me, adam at getemails.com. Would love to hear from you. And our website is getemails.com. I think our Twitter handlers use getemails, but I'll, I'll send it over to you when, uh, when we're done. We can put it in the links. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> we'll definitely add this to the show notes and the links, everything below. Check that out. Make sure you email Adam or check out getemails.com. Really, really appreciate you being here. I'm excited for you because I think this is a really cool, innovative, unique way for people to build that list, start you know nurturing that community that they may not have had an opportunity to, to even get a dialogue going with. So, Congrats on all the success so far. Maybe, you Thank know, maybe you. a year from now, we'll have you back on and see how oh, things are going. I'd love to come back. I yeah. would love to know. I just can't wait to see what's happening in a year. Could yeah. be in the same spot. Could be a totally different place. My gut tells me it's going to look like this. So yeah, I'm, everybody, I'm, everybody needs more targeted and engaged emails at a low price. There's not a guy in the world that doesn't need that. Or, or woman, excuse me. Yeah, 100%. Well, listen, thanks for being here. Have an awesome day. Go ski. Uh, enjoy some skiing. And we'll talk soon. Perfect. Thanks, Dennis. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.